so hello everyone welcome to the opinionated podcast my name is chris kyes i'm a filmmaker from nashville tennessee and uh, i'm a body of land surrounded by water on all sides i'm rick fox <laughs> i'm an aspiring author and uh, i've seen this movie but i literally don't remember a thing about it i'm josh birch an analyst here in nashville and i'm a dying liver uh hi i'm binge i am an, also an analyst here in nashville and i just run away from so many things and we're opinionated. All right, so, so have you guys seen this movie? What are we talking I about? I have the seen... Island. We're talking about The Island. But okay, like here's my experience movie. with The Island. I have seen the last, or no, sorry, the middle third of it in a hotel in, like, Illinois once as we were driving to visit my grandparents. It was just, like, on TV. Whoa, whoa. In a hotel while you were driving to Illinois to visit your grandparents. This That's sounds impressive. like a nut story. Did Michael Bay direct this portion of your life? Yes, this is awesome. the part of Transformers where our they uh, meet a hotel room. was a Transformer. <laughs> no, no, where our Honda Odyssey was actually like it transforms from the car into a hotel. Oh, oh that's, yeah, that's wild. On wheels. I think those uh, yeah, are just exactly. called RVs. No, we had stopped at a hotel, <laughs> and I saw the mid third of this movie, uh, and so I I recall one specific scene where they're on like a set of glass stairs. And I think that's about all I remember from it. Yeah, I I have seen this movie. I remember thinking it was like kind of okay. I saw it. What? This is like a middle school. Maybe we should read some things about it. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) That might be helpful. I've got some stuff up here. Uh, The island. You know, it. it, What? What? What what do you have to say about the island? It's got a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by Michael Bay. It came out in two thousand five, and it stars Ewan McGregor. Holy crap! He's in this. Yep. Yeah, I'm just now realizing that. (laughs) Like this is Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. This is the wow. Okay. Well. Lincoln Six Echo is just like everyone else. He's waiting to go to the island, the only mm-hmm. place left in the world that's actually to actually live a life. Thousands of people stay at a facility waiting to go to the island. It all sounds like paradise, but Lincoln Six Echo soon discovers that there's actually a sinister purpose going on at that facility and that he must escape, but not before stopping the sinister plan. Man, can Michael Bay's summaries not even be too freaking long? <laughs> I'm still tripping. I didn't realize that was Ian McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. I didn't either. That's <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Landy McBlanderson. I literally don't remember anything about no, this Knowing movie. Michael Bay, it should probably just be Mark Wahlberg. This was my first experience probably with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson then. It had to have been. I can't was think this, of a movie they wait, would have been in before this that I would have seen. You mean together or? No, at all. Oh. Was this, was, was this... Ewan McGregor with the Star Wars prequels yes. before that? Yeah, they were, weren't they? Yeah, yeah they were. And, and okay. did you want to say, what, what was it, Longstock and Smoking Barrel? Oh, I never saw that. I oh, heard man. that was great. That's though. a great He's movie. in that movie? Moulin Rouge was oh. never sure. Moulin Rouge. Huh. Uh, isn't, isn't Ewan McGregor on that one? Longstock no and Smoking Barrels? Clearly, I just can't recognize him unless he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, which I think we can all agree That's is bad. the best thing about those movies. That's fair. Ewan <laughs> McGregor. Yeah. Ewan McGregor yeah. as Obi-Wan in, in the but prequels. But it's bad that you can only recognize him from that. Yeah, well. well he's yeah. also in Train Spotting. Train Spotting's a pretty mm-hmm. Haven't movie. seen Train Spotting. They're That's making good. a Train Spotting 2. Yeah, it's already out. It is. Yes. Oh. T2, which confused me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they literally called it T2, and I was like, oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so is it safe to say that 
almost none of us know or remember anything about this movie then i remember i remember remember large plot points i remember the twist like i I definitely remember the twist that comes kind of early on yeah um i mean i feel like that mid third of the movie i think i can remember what it is now but like five that's because i read that summary just now and i vaguely remember it this is kind of a first then we've all seen the movie but none of us remember enough of the movie i I can't tell if that's a good sign or a bad sign that is a bad sign in my opinion that that speaks to the quality of this movie i think well okay bench would you put it with the majority of michael bay's works or onto the small shelf of good movies just from what I remember, I would say that this is not a good hmm. movie. I actually remember having a good time watching this movie when I'm, it came out. I, that's what I'm hoping for. Whether it's a good movie or not, I hope that I have a fun time watching it. Yeah. So, Which, for Michael Bay, is usually the highest bar you <laughs> that, can that's set. That's as much but as you can a hope very, for. Very, very sure. rarely he elevates it. But, uh, Up anyway, to The Rock, perhaps which is just <laughs> gold. Which I learned recently is in the Criterion Collection. They added The Rock. For some reason, Armageddon is uh, still available for purchase. I don't know what's keeping it on the shelf well what's keeping on the shelves is no one's buying it from the criterion collection <laughs> but but the rock also made it to the criterion uh-huh. collection which i kind of want to buy now because it's got a really cool packaging it's and, super good oh, worth man. buying but Definitely. we're not watching that we're about to go watch the island you guys ready to watch which it? is not in the criterion collection no Shock. not yet that's what i bring to this podcast is yeah. this in the criterion collection <laughs> <laughs> that that's going to be our cl- like after credits closing thing is was this movie in the criterion collection yes or no it's just like a like uh, I, a five second yes I rate this movie not in the Criterion (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys ready to go watch it? Yeah. Uh, Yes, absolutely. All right. Attention, residents. Welcome to the Lottery Spin. Jordan to Delta. You're moving out to the island. Transported to the world's last paradise. (gasps) I think they're going to kill you. I'm going to the island. There is no island. So we just got done watching the island, and it, that's the it was, that, that, yeah, that's no. it. Uh, that's the thing I just did. We're now talking about it. No, it, it, it was better than my expectations. It it goes on. You know, I said at the beginning. I hope that this is something I enjoy watching. Not really expecting it to be good, and that's what it was. It's not really a good movie, but I had a decent time watching it. Like, so are we it, just doing the review at the beginning now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this will be a much shorter podcast. My favorite scene was the scene where Josh does everything out of order. Like at the end, you're like the intro. However, we're saving that. We're saving that for the Memento podcast. Gosh, gosh, that would be. What are you talking about? A lot of fun to do. A nightmare to edit. Oh, a a podcast that I listened to actually did do exactly that. It was kind of amazing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Took him a year to edit it. I would not be surprised. So, uh, what what happened first in this movie? It's It's, the dream sequence. It's the dream sequence. Yeah, where we're we're, oh, you and that was a really cool dream sequence. Yeah. I mean, I I, lo- I really like the way they did. It. I know I, I know what they did. They just did it in reverse, but it looks really cool and it's actually really effective. Yeah. Oh, the way the water sort of like sinks away from the yeah. bed when it's all coming and together. And he gets back it into is, like his normal sleeping position. It's not like mind blowing or anything, but it is like a slight step above like artistically what I normally expect from Michael Bay. Like it's you have like, to actually think this whole thing through, and you actually have to it, be like, this is how the pieces ahead. come together. Right. Yeah. This uh this opening scene is entirely like way way above what i would expect from michael bay i I thought when when we first saw it i thought that they were all going to be scenes we see later in the movie Mm. and and they're not a lot of them are just a a lot of the 
parts of that initial dream sequence are just symbolic for things that happen later or even just like him being scared and uh, and like you find out later him seeing memories from his other self yeah i think it's also some of the stuff from the brainwashing video he's right he's been, yeah that we see later throughout the movie so yeah um i think but i think that whole thing was pretty effective like it, it was it really it kind of did hook me into the movie right at the beginning that and and once he's out of that dream sequence and he's just starting to go about the beginning parts of his day that for me was what pulled me in even more than the dream sequence itself just because at that point i'm interested to know what's happening here like i like he takes you know he changes out of his clothes and puts him down the chute and gets a fresh pressed pair that's exactly the same and notices that a shoe is missing and we see that he's being sur- like he's under surveillance but it seems like he he's aware of it and is used to it like yeah i'm interested to know what happens in this world and where it's going from there i'm going to be honest this uh this whole world this whole area that he's living in actually sounds pretty cool i would be okay with living in something like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got a pretty easy job everyone has slick stylish athletic clothes there's that, that awesome the xbox thing and that like you can punch people that you scarlett hate scarlett johansson's there i mean that's i guess pretty good yeah and you can I mean, shake her hand occasionally you would have to think that like <laughs> statistically there's going to be a lot more hot people here just because you know what we find out later there's going to be a lot of actors and that kind of thing Yeah, pretty much everyone's very hot yeah it's a it's a hot place True, but then you also have the the, the no downside the, the at red... all, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, but I don't think I mean it's definitely not a utopia in any way. Like no, it's uh, like the food does kind of look like it sucks, like the but... oatmeal from a tube kind of thing. I, and... I love that Michael Bay just knows like the one thing everyone would be bummed to be told you can't have is bacon. bacon. Can't have like, the you, bacon. you know you I, know I can't you bacon. can't. Well, that's you're an anomaly. <laughs> Did this scene not work as well for you because it was bacon? Yeah. I there, mean, there's I just, no emotional weight to it. Right? I just, like, okay, whatever. You can't have his bacon. I just imagine that's my life all the time. <laughs> I deal with it. I just imagine turkey bacon instead, and it's it's fairly analogous. Okay, all right, but don't give I, me that look, binge. I love turkey bacon. You're so allowed weird. to love turkey, I've turkey had, bacon, but never compare it to real. bacon. I've had them both. It's so much better. Yeah, because turkey bacon doesn't give them the squirts. I feel very opinionated but also that normal bacon is better than turkey bacon. Yeah. I feel very strongly about that. I give bacon All right. five stars. You know what? This is now the bacon podcast. We're just what? talking about bacon New 24 idea. hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of when you first bite into bacon? My favorite kind first is... first bacon Okay, I, I know that we're doing it as a gag, as a joke, but I am legitimately curious. I never curious gag on bacon. To... I am legitimately curious to know if you guys prefer crispy bacon or like floppy bacon. Uh, and then, and you middle, can answer yes. this too because you still eat turkey bacon, even though it's, it's I like subpar. It, but I like it slightly crispy, like yeah. not a hundred percent crispy, but st- like still a little bit of flexibility on there, but not quite a, at a hundred percent. Okay, I'm definitely either. a middle of the road guy. I don't like it when I can pick it up and it's just like a plank. And it hangs. I limp, like it but... when it when it's just a little got that limpness to it. But you can't see any of the you white, like the clearly uncooked bacon on there as well. You want okay. a full, full red sheen. Chris likes his meat. Red? Got it. Uh, I, okay. I, no, I get Bacon's I get, red and, get, and a little yellow, a little brown. All right, Binge, let's go sure. ahead and get your opinion so we can get I, back to the movie. <laughs> no, I'm way more invested in this conversation. <laughs> I can tell you 100% I like bacon more than I like to the island. I like I'll tell you that much. I like it to be much. a plank, but I also like it to be juicy, if that okay. makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get that. I get that my, for sure. My answer, I'm all about crispy bacon, but if, if it's tough, then it's not good. And, there, so, and yeah. I found the way of getting around that is rather than pan-cooked bacon, what you do is you cook it in the oven. So yeah, you, get you like bake a co- the yeah. bacon. Yeah, so you get like a cookie sheet or like a, a baking tray. 
and you lay your bacon out on it and you just bake it and what it does is it sits in those bacon juices and it that gets it super crispy but like it just falls apart in your mouth like yeah, it's not I, tough i just microwave mine it's well, so the, much the, easier ah, that, it is ah, wrong with you it tastes don't good don't microwave bacon he fake he, does, he fake cooks bacon. fake, fake bacon. bacon oh that's <laughs> gross it's so much better i've had both it's so much better oh my you no, 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 no. <laughs> no this is messed up but i agree you don't want it dry i no, think we can no, all agree on that a, you don't want dry yeah, bacon nope absolutely so 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 you guys like so Ewan mcgregor so lincoln can't get his bacon well yeah oh that's right <laughs> well, oh god, I love bacon. Well, no, like, I think it was something like really funny that you mentioned, like at the very beginning, and like through this entire, I guess, like opening. Uh, set of the film is just like oh this looks like the stock like somebody just like rented everything from stock photos and stock you know everything, everything is in so- this paradise is full of stock photos like yeah. the walls the, the enti- most of the dream sequence looks like stock photos which, not to mention, which makes sense within the world mm-hmm. though because oh, no, really really exactly, yeah no yeah. this is all super manufactured for people who don't know anything else okay. so it makes like sense. michael but, bay's other movie but i oh, do gosh. have a question <laughs> if given that case why do they have products with advertisements on them why do they have aquafina in the island thing do place they? yeah yes. They oh, have wow. one of the, fir- they one have of the very first big, yeah, Xbox. One of the very, those were two of the very first big product placements, and this movie is full of those. Oh, but man. they were in this a place movie- with a bunch of people who. Don't have any money. This movie is the worst when it comes to product placement. Like there's one shot later. We all were just like, "What the hell?" (laughs) (laughs) So, oh man, that was. I have no way of explaining it in universe. It's obviously just there because maybe they worship it. Maybe they worship it like it's their idols. Nope. You know, it's like you don't think about about playing video games. You only think about using the Xbox, drinking Aquafina. What's water? I don't know. That's the only explanation I can come up with. And if that's not satisfactory, there's there's no good one. It's just product placement. It's awful. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm still enjoying these scenes. Like even even with the product placement, like it's not it's not taking me out of the movie for long. Right. Yeah. I mean, hands down, like one of the more finer tuned Michael Bay efforts so far. Yeah, I think yeah, we're all yeah. pretty unanimous about that. Well, and, and I and I like I like our main character too, Lincoln. Um, yeah. Hugh McGregor does a really good job with him. Yeah. He's a little bland. Like that's I mean, the point. That's the point. He's 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 a baby. He doesn't yeah, know anything. He's, a, he's literally guess. a blank. He, play, he every plays single... it super well, and and I think that he plays being curious for the first time well. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. think it makes sense. I'm just saying I didn't really find it that compelling. I do think he does a good job, especially later when he runs into his double like that. You need serious acting chops to pull that off. It's amazing but, to act like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even know what the, what I, I honestly that may have been above my head a little bit because I'm because <laughs> he's acting like like himself. He's he's pretend you and McGregor. Pret- Ewan is, McGregor's a jerk. Do we know that for a fact? No, no, no. Ewan, he's the Scottish, character so, Lincoln you know, potato, potato. is pretending to be the no, person it's, he's... It's <laughs> legitimately <laughs> hard. No, no, Y'all yeah. know he's not there on set with him in those scenes. They Wait, have, what? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Wait, That's no, hard to do. No, no. They have a clone of him and they use him for the extra scenes, right? That's how they do that. And then they shot him? <laughs> this is all just based on... <laughs> on the routine Michael Bay uses no, to get lethal injection. It's like he didn't even watch the movie. No, they shot Ewan McGregor. <laughs> the other characters, yeah, they got lethal injected. That was horrible. No, but no, Ewan no. McGregor they got use, shot. They use clones 
to play the clones. Yeah, but they just shot him. So for then they leave the clones. Killed Ewan McGregor, no, they, but yeah. they let the clone live. They fake kill him with a gun so they can lethal inject him in real life. That's what happened. I don't know. It's legitimately hard to well, no. like do have that kind of acting exercise. Like, oh, yeah. It's legitimately difficult. Especially when you're playing with accents the way that he is. Like, oh, I think, yeah. I'm, I'm which, actually, which another thing that... I, sorry, I didn't mean Yo, to interrupt. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to take this exact point. Another thing that I was super impressed with, because... I, I don't know how many other movies he'd done prior to this, but this is definitely young Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. He nailed that American accent too. Yeah, like he, he did a really. Yeah. I think he did yeah. a pretty good job. There's a couple of times where I, I heard it like bleeding through, but it was only a little bit. And honestly, if you look at the, what the movie is telling you about what's going on with his brain, you could excuse that on in, in right, some but, ways. But I thought through and through, I thought he nailed his part. Yeah, but, definitely. I thought he nailed both of his parts. <laughs> I I would agree with that, but like I'm not like stoked about this character. You know, it makes sense why, in the why world. Not? Why aren't I'm, you Why aren't you stoked with this? Be, character? Because of what we talked about earlier, how blank slate he is, and I get that that's intentional. It, it's how the story works, but I'm not enjoying it. You know, it, it's just kind of bland to me. I was really hoping you would say because of what we talked about earlier. You know, bacon. <laughs> Oh, I love bacon. So much flavor. <laughs> Unlike this character. I, I, I kind of get that. But at the same time, I'm enjoying Ewan McGregor be someone who doesn't know much and who is kind of fumbling with the world. There's a couple scenes where he's, you know, like when he's talking to Steve Buscemi and like asking him questions about that kind of thing. Sure. I'm enjoying his curiosity and think he's playing it off in a charming way. Yeah. I don't want to see more of this character. Like, I don't want to see the sequel to this movie where he and Scarlett Johansson are on a boat, I guess. I don't know. And <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> they, they no, they go to an actual island in that movie. Um, but you know, at the same time, like I'm genuinely charmed by the performance. I'm enjoying watching you McGregor whenever he's on screen. I do not enjoy watching that performance, nor do I really enjoy Scarlett Johansson's performance either. Uh, Her, hers was very... really the only one that I didn't like, and I don't know if that's her it's fault. In, no, as that's much as I think it's the character they've built for her. Yeah, that, I mean that's all I'm saying is I feel that way about most of the characters in this movie. There's a couple standouts that I'm a, I'm a little like okay, like that's kind of cool, but it's not our protagonist. Well, but, we're we're carrying. Th- I mean, you kind of jumped forward ahead a good bit to when he meets his his double, but if we go back. We're we're now to the point where he's met Steve Buscemi. What do you think of his character? Actually, I, I like Steve Buscemi's character, and I'm sad to see him go so fast. But at the same time, I could quickly I could see that character getting annoying if he did last throughout the movie. He's also kind of the same Steve Buscemi we've seen in most other kind of a Steve perv. Buscemi movies. Yeah, <laughs> he's just Steve Buscemi. He's kind of got a Christopher Walken situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he shows up, you know, it's going to be a Christopher Walken type of role. If Steve Buscemi shows up, you know, he's going to be kind of this this awkward goofy weird looking tech guy who's in the background you know but <laughs> yeah. he stands out because he's got such a loud boisterous like personality you know but, yeah. but at the same time i do enjoy him when he's on screen i enjoy his interactions with uh with um you mcgregor's character uh, lincoln and like that scene where they're just having their first conversation like i i don't know if it's because i'm clued in and i know exactly what's going on in the movie like even before then because i did remember sort of the the basic plot and you know after reading it and but I still just like the interplay of what's going on there. I like Steve Buscemi as this person who's like, yeah, he realizes he's probably killing people sort of in his job, but at the same time, like, 
he's still kind of a nice guy about it. He's interested in this person. He's talking to him, having good conversations. That's that's a that's fun interplay, even though it doesn't really go anywhere. It's yeah. interesting to think about. Well, I got the impression he's like a blue collar worker there. Like yeah. he's probably yeah. paid well to keep the secret, but he's just like in the background, like you know, like working on the technology. He's like, and he's the he's the IT like, guy, yeah. essentially, just like yeah. oh, I'm here. I don't really care what you're doing. I'm just here to fix this and go back to my office. Yeah. So he probably wouldn't feel the weight of the responsibility, even though he realizes it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. It explains how why he would feel okay about making buddies with yeah. one of these. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and I like the way that he clones. does it too, because because he's obviously because he obviously knows that at some point Lincoln is going to be harvested, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. He knows that's coming, but but he's like, eh, I don't care. You're a cool guy while while we're here. <laughs> it's kind of like ha- have some of my whiskey. Like he kind of treats him asking, like a yeah. like the way a person might treat a dog. Like you know you know a dog is not going to last as long as you are. It's just the nature of how that is, at least in most cases. Right. And you know like you love that thing. You can you can have an emotional attachment to it, but you are also aware that it is has a very limited lifespan. And, you know, I think that's sort of how I think of the two's relationship. Yeah, it, it, it was sense. interesting. It, it, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but the relationship that the two of them had seemed very much like almost like Steve Buscemi was in some ways like a surrogate father for for Lincoln's character in the way that he was like in, in the way that a kid would come to their dad and just ask a ton of questions. And the dad's going to be like. I'll answer this. I'll answer this. I'll answer this. And after the 80th time, a kid asks why is just like, all right, you know, enough <laughs> questions. Go yeah. play somewhere. Right. Yeah. Like it, it definitely had that kind of vibe to so, it. Yeah, and then I we're also introduced uh, to Sean Bean as well mm. and his character uh, in this kind of opening set. Like just he what, doesn't what feel like a bad guy at all. No. I thought oh, I got I got a pretty no that was sarcastic. I mean I I, I, no, I legitimately like okay I we're next to each other so I'm not what are you talking you. about <laughs> he's totally a bad guy I mean we know he's at least gonna die so you know, right because I mean, Sean, Sean Bean he does have to die it makes in every the movie. most sense yeah but yeah like I I 100 got creepy villain off him pretty much right from the beginning especially once he's sitting there like no this is a nice test and then I shove spider robots <laughs> in your eye this is Even, a nice yeah. test it, this won't hurt this really hurts no it doesn't. Yeah, that was super no, creepy. Yeah, and yeah, it, it, like at first, like when they're talking, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. You well, know, no, he's, no, like he's creepy dog. even before then, though, because he walks in and he's got like a picture of Jordan on his desk. He's like, uh, just shuffle these away. And you're like, <laughs> okay, something's obviously up this, with this right, guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I like I just like other than, like it didn't seem like he was like active bad guy. He's like, oh, okay, he seems kind of creepy, but I don't get like the active bad guy vibe until that exact point when he's like, oh, it's a nice test and oh, it won't hurt at all. And he's like, no, this is Al like freaking out like this. Like that I is mean, when I, well, got I want to say like spiders in your eye. Right. Yeah. He, he's doing creepy bad guy, but you're not supposed to know I'm a creepy bad guy yet. Well, but, that's but, the thing of it. Like he's he's got some creepy undertones, but they're undertones. They're not, you know. Yeah, it's just it's like a doctor saying like, oh, I'm giving you a shot. It's not going to hurt. And then it's like, oh, no, that really do-. like it has yeah. kind of that kind of vibe to right. it. Right. Almost. And I mean, at, so well, no, at the, at the same time, you're not like you're not surprised by the reveal. You oh, know, yeah, no. you know, there's a you know, he's the bad guy from the get go. You're just kind of waiting for when right. the characters in the movie are going to figure out he's the bad guy. So and, I 
I do like the part where we uh, we deal with Mike uh, Clark Michael Duncan yet again in this movie, and he like wakes up during his surgery. Yeah, that was a horrifying. That was really scene. creepy. Like that entire thing, the way that whole thing played out, was really like ooh. And th- this is as Lincoln has escaped for the first time. Yeah, right. Like he's just now made it up to the top and is looking around, uh, and he witnesses the pregnant mother just being killed after delivering this baby. Yeah. Uh, very and creepily. Almost also. immediately after Clark Michael Duncan escapes, you know, from the the surgery and is running down the hall and then gets shot with those two like lanced barb things in his legs Ugh. and gets dragged Ugh. away by them. That is so creepy. And I like the little touch at the end of the guy going, hey, it's not like this is the first time that's happened. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. You people are monsters. Well, and, and yeah. this that is where was we... such a lame like, like it's it's awful. Like it's really horrifying and effective. But when he ends it like, hey, I, it's just Tuesday, right? I'm just like, wow, this place is not well run. <laughs> yeah, to, that I can they, agree with. Like that, that feels. They need to increase well, their minimum pay or something because someone is really slacking. Well, like, what did I guess? What do you guys think about revealing this? Like revealing the fact that this is not really what it is to the audience so much sooner than they do to the characters. Well, I, I, I would, I, I would have preferred well, personally no, this is when he finds out too. No, we, I, no, we find out before. No, this. we do find out before that. Like it, it's, oh. it's made aware to us pretty early on. The thing well, for me, we find out when Steve Buscemi like sees the yeah. dude get cut out. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We follow Steve Buscemi into the, sequence where it's like oh wait this is a clone kind of thing and we're kind of like clued in a little bit as to what's happening but what i i guess like i would have preferred if like of being held in the dark a little bit more being shamalan a little bit in, well, the, in yeah. the hands of a more a better director and in a less actiony movie yes i think that could be a great movie and i think that could be a really interesting premise to just be the whole movie and at the end the big reveal could be that the island doesn't exist and all that but for this movie and for michael bay i'm just happy he's doing what he's doing as competently as he is right there's multiple ways of of having a big reveal like that right where you can do it where you find out at the same time as your main characters or where or like this case where you know in advance and and they can as long as they're done well either of them can work right it's oh, like yeah. it's like the difference of following our protagonist and not knowing where the bad guys are in this building or following our main protagonist and also seeing where the bad guys are and wondering when they're going to collide like both can work i don't have a problem with it it to me it just it amps up like how how quickly are they going to figure out that this is what's going on i think it would have been a little stronger if like as you and mcgregor is climbing those stairs uh before he reaches the top we cut away to like just some other like hospital and like we don't really get the connecting thread and it pans out a bunch of doctors like walk into a hallway and then we see the thing from the floor open up and you mcgregor pops his head so the audience is kind of like putting pieces together as opposed to just being like having their hand held through it sure uh, that yeah. i i sort of think in general simplest way i could put it if they took out the steve buscemi scene where they see him working on the bodies uh it would have been a little stronger uh but you know like I like mean, rick said i kind of preference. agree with that as well like it's it, it's already being handled pretty well you know it's not great but it is like kind of fun you know it's a fun little mystery it's all right. yeah. and it, it, it's not certainly not bad that they handled it the way they did uh yeah. i think that what binge was getting at probably could have been a little stronger but 
you know. But I yeah. mean, I would, I do agree that you know, with this being a Michael Bay movie, it was probably better that they handled it. That he handled it yeah. this way, <laughs> as opposed to trying to be, trying to be a mystery. Subtlety is not going to be his strong suit, I don't think. What? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. just getting that impression somehow. Well, and it's interesting to me that the movie starts ramping up so quickly, though. Because yeah. th- we're only about a third of the way into the movie. I don't think we're if even that, that far. Yeah. If that. Right. If that. And already, like, like as soon as the scene's over, Lincoln goes down, grabs Jordan, and they start to make their escape. Like, yeah. It, which leads immediately into a chase through the facilities and then directly into a car chase. Like, it ramps up super fast, super early. Uh, find Steve Buscemi at the bar. Which I sure. that was genuinely kind of a funny scene. Like yeah. the <laughs> also the, before, the before weird... we get there, I just want to point out that while they're making their escape, one the the people are like, This guy, Lincoln, he's contaminated. Uh anyone who's caught in sight of him will be quarantined because they'll be contaminated too. And after they escape, they're like, So we contaminated Lincoln and uh the other girl, she's on the island. And it's like no one seems to stop to think she was hands, with him, running through. Yeah, yeah. she's contaminated. They brought her to the I only mean, safe place left on Earth. How irresponsible! Well, at the same time, like it's very clearly spelled out that these people are not curious, and they're designed to not be curious. Like they're they're not designed to put things together that way. Right, it's right. It's very strange the, this that you and curiosity is. is the first time this has ever happened. Yeah, which is. Well, I no. Think, ac- um, well, what his, other is, guy. What about his best friend? Yeah, his is, is, is no, like, no, like his, his batch. Yeah, of people are the first batch yeah. that are going to get curious, but everybody since then has that right. I guess bug in their programming. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I guess that does like, make sense. And they're all even then, like they're coming up with like weird, crazy theories. Like yeah, you like know, the one guy with his mm-hmm. uh, people will explain it in any other mm-hmm. way, and we don't know what else is being told to them in other parts of the, the you know, like at other points in in their over the intercom. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, but you know. but back to the scene in the bar. Like I, I like this scene. I, I thought there were a number of funny moments in it. Mm-hmm. Like like when the like the whole confusion around slang that they've never yeah. heard before. I enjoyed that. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, even her stupid, you know, straight up, and she looks straight up. Looks straight up. Yeah, that, that was a little on the nose. It was me. a little it on the was? nose. I, but I, she I, redeemed no herself. Fun. But that she redeemed herself later when he asked for her number. Yes. Like, yeah, like that was that, that was funny. funny. Too Delta. Funny. It was it was just so endearing. Like I think that's what it was for me. That she she played it in a very endearing way, and I mm. enjoyed that. And you know, Ewan McGregor also was was fun in that scene. Just yeah. his his pure confusion at what was going on like he's taking a dump in a can what yeah, i have to go exactly. find him he's taking a dump in a can yeah yeah that was actually genuinely pretty funny that i did um, think that that specific joke was funny as well the, uh we do get a rehash of a previously <laughs> used michael bay bit which is Shucker. someone walks in in the middle of a conversation and thinks it's two dudes having gay sex which had i watched Good old this michael movie bay first, classic had i had i watched this movie before bad boys 2 I probably would have been like, yeah, I guess this is a little funny. It's a different time. But since I'm watching immediately afterward, I'm like, okay, Michael Bay just does not have that many jokes in his book. <laughs> he I just still has think, to reuse his I still movies for 15-year-old boys. Oh. I, I like this one because it doesn't feel so judgmental. Like, that guy is surprised, but I feel like he's more surprised that he walked in on two guys having sex in the thing. Maybe, not right. that there are two guys having sex. Does Maybe that make sense? Maybe this is when he... Uh, Maybe this is when he's like, you know what? It's time for me to come out of the closet. I'm going to start a family. A modern and family. And a modern family, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they share the same universe, the island and modern family. Now we know. Now we know. I, 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 I like I like this 
this bar scene. It, it, yeah. It's good. It works. And, and it's a good way of getting our main characters from just kind of in, in the wilderness having escaped to society. Yeah. In a way that makes it's, sense. Because otherwise it would have been real hard. Unless they had someone that they already knew, it would have been real right. difficult to explain them. Some, like Suddenly now they, they're blending in and the bad guys are trying to have to They're able to blend in and understand how society works. <laughs> right, right. right. It, it wouldn't have worked without this. It is a little strongly coincidental that they managed to find Steve Buscemi so easily, but at the same time I'm willing to forgive it. Well, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's movie logic. Like I'm, I'm well, no, to go they along they find it. the route route thirty. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I know, but yeah. it it makes sense to me. I mean, it's yeah. it is one of those That's things where in like, the real world this would be super improbable, but it you know, in the movie time. it's yeah. necessary. Even I think. yeah, yeah, um, it works. And I, then we get, I guess, the next scene. I do like this scene where Steve Buscemi's to... explaining to them what they are. Yeah. Like you, Ooh. I like how uncomfortable he feels with the entire town, ta- the entire thing. Like it kind of feels like this is the first time he's really sort of confronted. Like what thought he does. about it. Yeah, yeah, like he's he probably he, slowly figured out what was going on over the course of you know working there, and now this is the first time he's putting it directly into words. And I, I love how he also like kind of says like, ah, oh, this is like the whole like explaining santa to your kids or like <laughs> ruining santa for your kids because like, it really like it, it kind yeah. of is that but it's like just like he just breaks it down so simply yeah you know and how it, bummed you were when you learned santa wasn't real well you, you only won't. exist to die so someone else can live instead <laughs> yeah <laughs> and wow. also santa's still, santa's still not real santa's still not real there's no <laughs> santa yeah but yeah like i i enjoyed that scene i think it, it worked really well and <laughs> like again, Steve Buscemi's character is just—he's fun to be around at this early point in the movie. Like he's—he's a—he's right. a good comedy focal point for this. I mean, I think he's funny, like fun just to be around in this entire movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I only meant in this early point because well, he's yeah. gonna die in the next right. scene. <laughs> Which I think—I mean, hate to see him go, but but at the same time, I think this character is in the movie for the appropriate length of time. Yeah, exactly. Because because anything more, it would have been too much. Exactly. But uh, pretty soon after this is when we get to. The, the train scene and all that, you know, him dying and all that. And is there anything really to talk yeah, about before we get to the big chase kind of in the middle of this movie? I mean, I'm that, just ready to get that. To, yeah. yeah to we're, get to that chase. We're, we're at the I'm chase. About. We know that Sean Bean has hired mercenaries to come yeah. get these guys back. Oh, yeah. man. I loved this chase. I thought it was legitimately really With fun. them, like, throwing the train wheels off the off the truck and everything. <laughs> that was fun. I, it was fun. Like, it's, it's yeah. a great... I'm, at this point, like we all know the type of action scenes Michael Bay is going to construct. Yeah. If you're if you're willing to go along with anything about what Michael Bay does, I feel like you have to minimally be okay with stuff like this. Yeah. And this is what he does well. He constructs these ridiculous, cartoonishly violent like action sequences, you know? Like it it's it's a lot of moving parts, you know, it's it's kinetic, it's fun. It's not, you know, poetic in the way that like, you know, someone like George Miller would construct, who I think is the master of car chase sequences. Uh, but it is like really great and it's it's fun. It's like Saturday morning cartoon type of fun. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I have an issue with in the entire thing is them surviving that R falling is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Oh, it's so great oh, that the yeah. R fell while they're on it. Though. Oh yeah, I do that like makes that. It awesome. I do like that that happened. It's just the moment it happens, I'm like, well, they're dead. 
dead, and the way that they get out of the situation does not alleviate that in any way. I feel like that we're certainly following better. other characters. <laughs> it could certainly have been better, but it didn't ruin anything about what I had just experienced for me. Like it was awesome how all these pieces came. To- I mean, the hover bike. Can't- yeah, no, just, no, no, no. Just hover bike was great. Rant about hover that hover bike for a second because I want that in my garage <laughs> so I can take it out of my garage on the daily. Chris, I've, I've ridden with you before. I do not want you to have a hover bike. <laughs> well, if I'm on a hover bike, I'm away from the road, so it's safe, so no one will have to worry about it. You know that will not last. Then. It may not be good for the planes and drones. <laughs> but yeah, I, like overall, I think this is a very well constructed kinetic action scene. Like it really gets you going in the. And I think we needed this at this point in the movie. I think it's yeah. a, a good time for a really big burst of action for a while. And, and honestly, I think I think this is one of Michael Bay's better paced chase scenes as well because you get a lot of action happening and then it slows down for a minute and you have a a couple beats before they get back onto the bike and then it takes off and it goes and then you have a couple beats and then they're on the r and now all of a sudden there's a helicopter flying like it does a lot of movement right because one of the things that michael bay does is he'll he'll take action and he'll just go with it for like 15 20 minutes without a pause in it and when that happens it starts to lose its it, like it loses its punch because now okay you know more explosions those you know we've been seeing explosions for 15 minutes at this yeah. point I, it's just more it doesn't I, mean anything I think it's the varied locations the varied types of action that are kind of going on throughout this because you, right. you have you have know, the R thing is very different from the scene where they're throwing the train wheels off like that's the, those are just two very and, different types. which is very, very different, different from the bike from the bike yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly like it, it's just it's a it's a very well done action scene the only problem I had with it is what you've already stated about the R I thought I, I didn't like that as a way of ending yeah. the scene but well, but, it's, so, but it's hard to fault the whole thing and I think right. that there's a good comparison here to I guess the chase scene from Bad Boys 2 where they push all the cars off I mean it's it's a very similar setup but in this one it feels so much like like you guys said better pace and it also seems like it flow like it, it's not I know what's just... happening the entire time there's never points where I'm like why are they back there now like what why is this happening yeah it, it all fits together extremely well Michael Bay is developing his craft finally <laughs> too bad he doesn't takes a couple steps back with those Transformers movie am I right hey anyway but we haven't gotten there yet Chris. Uh, <laughs> Rick how, how would you know I've gotten there before um but uh I, I think that the scene with her calling like herself happened before this but mm-hmm. you know this kind of fits in with him meeting himself so it makes sense to kind of and, talk about yeah, it a and her bit here. seeing herself like, in the ad her talking yeah her seeing herself in the ad like that would be a very surreal thing and I don't know that the movie really explores that or her you know talking to the child of her self you know at all but at the same time I like that we saw that because it is an interesting idea to play with. I don't know where you would take it, but it it is an interesting thing. I feel like a more uh, narrative director would be able to do some really interesting things with those ideas. I wish I wish that he had though, because Scarlett Johansson's character, not not her acting, because I think she does fine, but her character is one of the weaker points in this movie for me. Overall, I, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's in- incredibly flat, and it, I mean. I feel like sh- I feel like she's there to fill the quota of we need a hot woman in in a role in this movie. Yeah, oh, right? yeah. like like it, I think she does better entirely... with that than you know some of the women in these movies have. But yeah, like there she actually does you know contribute to the action meaningfully. She does do some cool stuff throughout the movie. But you're overall you're very right. Like she doesn't have a she but, doesn't even have the bland amount of character that Ewan McGregor does. Right, and 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 she feels like she's just being dragged along the entire time. Yeah. 
the my general problem with this movie right now is that I'm on board with the concept, which often I feel like is one of the things that like it, it can be very easy to fall off board with the concept. Like, ah, this is stupid. Why would these characters do this? But in this movie, it's I'm totally on board with the concept. I, I love science fiction. I love how this feels like a Twilight Zoney type of uh, type of scenario. But I just don't care about what our characters are going through really because I'm just not in love with them yeah and uh, Scarlett Johansson her character is a big part of that because she she does kind of feel like she's just there to be the hot one she has one moment that I think is legitimately pretty awesome later in the film uh where she has a lot of agency I'll be interested to hear hear your thoughts on that scene because I you feel differently (laughs) Uh, we'll we'll get to it but Ewan McGregor in in a different way he kind of feels like the obvious protagonist he's kind of boring to to follow as the main character he's right he's he's rice and white bread character go you gotta you gotta do the thing and it's like okay whatever you know like and it's weird to be in a place where like I like the setup for how everything's you know intended to develop but I kind of just don't care how things turn out yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's sad that we have uh, him playing an asshole so well as he does when he meets, you know, the original version of him, because that could have been really interesting to play off of a very good uh, protagonist character. And I, it does make me like him more to see this horrible monster version of him. But at the same time, like I, like I, like I said at the end uh, earlier, I don't care if there's more of this character. Like I wouldn't want a sequel to this movie. I wouldn't want to see more of you and McGregor's, you know, character. In sure. This. But what, which takes us to the scene where they, they're finally meeting up with Lincoln. I really, I, I like it. I, I like, I it like a lot. how we're introduced to the guy before we're actually introduced to the guy because he just like just from the pictures he's got, he looks Super like such a douchebag. Yeah, like he he just seems like a jerk right from the very start. Because all we see are his photos and his like his selfies and his trophies mm-hmm. and all this and that and his opulent environment that he lives in. Yeah, it's it's so just. Ugh, I don't like you at all. Right? The, did we ever get an adequate explanation for why uh, Lincoln is getting asshole Ewan McGregor's memories? Like, um, what? It, they chalked it up to a bug. Well, I mean, it, it's Ugh. one of those like Sean Bean is talking to his scientist and like we don't know what's going on, and then the scientist is like, "It's a bug," and all of this generation is having it. That kind of thing. I feel like if that. I feel like that's a gap in this concept that really should have been filled. Mm-hmm. And if they had figured out whatever it was that could have filled that gap could have been, that could have been sort of the vehicle you use to give Ewan McGregor more of a character in this movie. You explain why he's getting these memories. You give him like some sort of artifact that he can work with as an actual person in this environment. You I know get, what I well, mean? Well, I guess like, they, they, they semi-explain it as when, when he finds that moth and it's the first time that he's he's seen, because obviously he's had questions before, but it's the first time that he's found something that directly contradicts what he knows. And, and they even bring up like, this is his brain scans from a week ago and here's what they are now. And so they, they imply that that finding that moth that contradicts what he knows is kind of the spark well, that but kicks I, it I into I feel like overdrive. a robot could do that. Well, you no, know, it, not it, a person. But, but like, it, it's not even that. It's like these are the scans that he had when we put him out there three years ago as opposed to what they are now. I think it, what they were just implying is that like, oh, well, there was something that we did in the process of making new ones that has allowed them to re essentially regrow memories. Yeah. Sure. It's, I think it's partly that. And it's partly just like, you know, they're d- designed to 
you know, not necessarily be in exactly a vegetative state, but like as close as they can get them to that while having them roam around and not be, you know, failing bodies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that's the intended thing there. And this bug is that they're developing actual human personalities. I just think there is a missed opportunity there that could have probably made this movie elevated from it's okay to, hey, this is actually a really cool thing. You yeah, know what I, I, de- mean? I definitely sure. agree. But again, I'm I'm just excited that Michael Bay is making a movie that I have that has not lost me yet at this point in the movie. Well, and, and, it, and it ramps up at this point because, mm-hmm. well, A... Because Ewan McGregor plays off of himself super well. Yeah, like, surprisingly. Yeah, like it, it doesn't feel like there's gaps where the re- reaction time and response time in their conversation is off. Like it flows very smoothly as two people talking to each other. It just so happens that they're both the same person. Like it's, it, I, this scene is done really yeah. well. And he just feels like such a scumbag. I have to keep coming back to that because it's the most character we get for basically anyone in the movie. But he's such a scumbag. And it's such a believable, low-level scumbag. Like he's not... Right, got- it's like some not, kind of it's not like a criminal guy it's a it's a trust fund college kid yeah kind exactly. of scumbag. Yeah, yeah and it just it works really really well and uh you know w- where do we go from here what's next well i, I mean I he, also, he calls the people and says hey i got a weird situation let's deal <laughs> well, with no, it it's, it's like not that. even like oh i have a weird situation it's like why the like his, why I think is his, my clone sitting on my couch f is my insurance yeah. policy sitting on my couch yeah not clone not not and me I, it's like my insurance policy which i like that that's where we get the okay yeah he oh, definitely totally isn't just a-hole. a jerk he's going to be a bad guy in this movie I, yeah. I like that and i like this this little interlude here sort of where he is almost the main antagonist for a while mm-hmm. like he, he just they do that really well it's fun to watch them play yeah and, and it's it, like you said, it's fun to watch them play, and I like that we're saying them. Yeah, even though it's one dude, like yeah. it's it's fun to watch the conversations that they've written and the way that Ewan McGregor plays it. Even even in the small details, like them getting into the car, is, yeah. is a fun interaction because of the way that he's playing both parts. That and when you know uh, the clone starts impersonating his uh, his accent. accent, and he's like, "No, don't do that. That's creepy." Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love Ewan McGregor. Doing an American accent, pretending to do a Scottish accent. Yeah, see, that was that was fun. Um, like, it's great. That may have been the most difficult part of the movie for him, performance-wise, for <laughs> <Yeah>. anyone. <laughs> uh, and I mean, eventually, we we all knew it was going to happen eventually, but we do through a smaller chase scene. You know, he's Ooh. he's driving the car, but we get to the. No, I'm I'm the real one. Shoot him. No, I'm the real one. Shoot him. You know, scenario. Even though that's such a cliche and such a trope, I always love it when it actually happens. Like I just, it's so, there's something about that that I find really, really fun to watch. It, it's it's a cool concept. I uh, I will say that pre he puts the band on the guy. So obvious that the asshole Ewan McGregor was putting on the more convincing performance. Oh, because sure. protagonist oh, yeah. Ewan McGregor was just like so quiet and like not sure well, yeah. what to do, which is exactly what the clone would do. Well, I mean, it depends on you know these guys don't know what actual Ewan McGregor is like. Maybe they're thinking, oh, they, they, maybe but they know he's a clone, so well, yeah. they know he's but not maybe, gonna. Know. But maybe they think that the actual one is just being quiet because he's got a gun to his head, and the the clone is overreacting to the whole overacting the whole thing. Like I could see, yeah. I could play this both sides. I I I definitely think it was super obvious which 
one was which. Well, yeah, because you've been spending time with both of these people. Right, but they also know what the clones are and how the clones would react to most situations. They they don't know how the clones would act. No, the clones have enough of them. Because remember the briefing briefing with uh, Sean Bean is the first time they even know what's happening at this facility. It's not like they have previous experience with these clones. Yeah, exactly. And on top of that, all the clones are, they do have personalities. Like, you know, we've got the weird science or uh, the weird uh, uh, conspiracy Conspiracy ones and that kind of thing. Like The jerk president. Yeah, you know, there's definitely personality in these people. So it's it's in no way unreasonable for them to be confused. I get it if you can't buy it. I I cannot buy it. Because that makes sense since we've been with these characters. Like, I couldn't buy it. Like, I obviously know which one's the real one and which one's the fake. And so I get that. But I think but I think that it does work in universe. Yeah, and it's not like they're ever trying to convince us like we don't know which one is which. Like we, the audience, know for sure which one it is. We never get that scene of like they're in identical clothes and then they roll around on the ground and then they get back up and we have to kind of guess with people. Yeah, like, yeah they, they've scuffed each other up so that now they have identical bruises on their forehead. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, overall, I really enjoy the scene, and it—I have to say—I did really take a bit, bit too much pleasure in seeing the asshole Ewan McGregor get shot. <laughs> uh, we go, we go from this to back at the mansion. They finally figure out what sex is, which, which or at least which kissing first, which first has her pull the gun on him, that kind of thing. Yeah, and she knows he's, he's telling the truth. He's the real one because. She can his read lies. his eyes. She can read his, his eyes. eyes. Oh, don't, his eyes smile. I really wish he'd been like, no, you beat me in that Xbox thing yesterday. <laughs> or, yeah, right. Or, yeah, or something like... No, or <laughs> thanks for all that extra bacon that one time. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, I think that would have worked a lot better, but, you know... But sure, I do actually kind of think this this scene is funny. Like them being like, that tongue thing is awesome. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is funny to me. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. Um... And then they... I guess we, we come back bone. to... We don't. No. That's that's not <laughs> what kind of podcast they is. bone. No, he did not. Oh, well, no, then that did not that does not happen Chris, at this do point. do we need to have a talk? Like, this is uncomfortable. Th- this is uncomfortable. Next time, behind the scenes on the opinion cast. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is why I'm glad I'm a guest host. Not a <laughs> I keep telling you, you don't want this, bitch. <laughs> You just can't bear this burden. Well, I mean, we we get we get we get some can't time bear, with. Can't bear this burden. <laughs> no, bad. Uh, we oh, get some time. That with, was weird. With, uh, I, I'm not cool with, with this. You and McGregor and Scarlett Johansson doing their thing, and then we also cut back to Sean Bean. Okay, and... was this scene there just to show us? Okay, yeah, he really is a horrible monster. Like, yes. I feel like we get it. He's killing these people. We know that the entire time. We don't need an extra scene of him being like, well, "No, I'm just gonna." murder this guy well I, th- I think part of it is they they have to show him being evil so that the Bean. fight yeah uh <laughs> being evil so that the end like oh there's an actual villain as opposed to i mean this is the only way he could get it to work well, and he's I kind of desensitized just, as what? opposed to being a true villain which is what he what we get and they have to and they have to give him a reason to become that true villain because up until this point it's Yes, obviously he's the bad guy, but I at least understand his motivation behind wanting the two that escaped to come back. But this scene, it both with him talking to his scientist buddy and then to to I don't know his name, but this Jaiman Hansu, yeah, um, is this is him realizing that yes, this whole generation is essentially defunct, and so now we're gonna have to kill all of them. I guess well, for me, it's just that like. 
it comes at a really odd point in the movie. Like, I feel like it's just kind of jammed in here. Like, yeah. hey, in case you forgot, Sean Bean is a bad, bad, bad person. Well, it, it gives it gives it gives our main characters enough motivation to stop boning to go back and rescue everybody. I mean, yeah. they, they don't not not the murder doesn't they don't know well, about not that the murder but but well yeah but i don't really care about the murder exactly. other, other than that's he's my a point. bad guy like, like we already knew that like the, uh, it's it's just a dumb scene it doesn't need to be there sure that's, that's my well point. no I, I i i do like the fact of when he's talking like the the whole like oh we're gonna murder everybody thing i get it it's like okay <laughs> we know we know he's a bad guy we don't need this part in here that one i but, think we do but it's no, but no that one no exactly that one specifically i think yeah. we need is that he is like saying no like i should be able to do these things because doing these things allows me to in seven years cure leukemia oh are you talking about the scene where he talks about that with oh with, you skipped yeah. ahead a little bit yeah well, I mean, it's 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 sort of in the same in that same. Yeah, it sequence. is sort of in this area. Like Sorry, it's yeah. sort of just cut in there with them sneaking in back in. Yeah, um, but so, let, let's yeah. go ahead and okay. talk about them sneaking back no. in, though. Well, well, we're we're here. Let's talk about it. John being you know being evil real quick because okay. it makes no sense right. to come back to it. I actually really like this conversation I between do too. these two. This is about as as subtle as I can imagine Michael Bay pulling off. I and it's not subtle at all, but you know. I do like kind of the implication of like, no, you realize you have a God complex. And there's kind of this moment when he calls him on that, that Sean Bean is like, oh yeah, I do. I kind of like that. Well, or, or just like, no, I mean like, no, I, that's, I'm, I'm creating life. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like, no, it's not a co- complex. Yeah. I am God. At, at the end of the movie though, I do kind of feel like, oh, all those kids with leukemia, they're going to die now. <laughs> no. I feel like I feel like that uh, had a director really ran, made that concept the centerpiece of the movie, would have probably been a much more lasting like impression. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, Wait, if, absolutely. If what was the theme of the movie? Like the, if the idea... this concept where you grow humans to basically be organ donors that you force to have you live longer. They're your life insurance policy, right? Have one of those things meet their person and let that be the whole thing that they both sides have to rationalize beyond what you mcgregor evil you mcgregor goes through where well, he just is like no i don't want this or even uh, if they it just, just doesn't it feels very manufactured you know like i want to see a movie where it's just that played out in full or if you know like sean bean was actually you actually kind of felt like he really believed he was making the world a better place and you saw that play out like you like you saw that little kid that is you know scarlett johansson's kid get his mom back like she was she dies in this movie that that person that, that she was the insurance policy for she's dead and that kid and that does not kid have a mom does not have a mom now right and so you could play with this idea that sean bean isn't just this you know god complex having you know murder dude like you he could really play with the idea be. that he, right but he, could, be, but he, he could legitimately justify it if we spend more time in the movie exploring that theme exactly but, but i don't believe him when he says no, he's no. doing this to cure that's, again, that's understandable. we don't either i'm just saying that that would be a better more interesting movie okay like, it would make Sean Bean's character a stronger character as opposed well, to being it, like... it would put him into the category of other Michael Bay villains we've seen, which is people doing the wrong thing for noble reasons. Like oh, in yeah. The Rock, I guess, the, yeah. I guess we have kind of seen that. Yeah, we've seen that in yeah. The Rock and another movie that I can't remember right now. But but it's it's come up Armageddon. in Armageddon. Armageddon. It's kind of yeah. been in there. Yeah, yeah that Rock we, was, was doing bad. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Gosh. Get out of here. Bad Boys 2, you know, they're always ignoring regulations to get the bad guy. That's sort of the, doing the right thing. Kill for the me rock. now. 
But no, like I really do think that you could make a really interesting movie about this idea that, yeah, we're doing horrible, horrible experiments on these people that we grew so we can save the real people. Like that could sure. be interesting. I mean, it's kind of like that philosophical question where it's like if you could create a utopia for uh, tens of thousands of people, but you have to like torture one innocent for forever to like have the city be realized, you know, would that be a fair trade? You know, it's not a matter of, well, how does that work? Like that, that, that is, that's that, what is it? Magic? Is it like some weird tech? Like, how does that work? <laughs> like the, the question is, is it worth it? Right. It's, is a, it mor- worth it's it a moral to- question, not yeah. a logistics. And question. this movie, yeah. I feel like was really close to actually asking that question, but it feels like Michael Bay just uses it as a vehicle to build action set pieces around. Oh yeah, that's totally which the, what happened. Which the action set pieces are, for the most part, actually pretty great, I think. Yeah, I agree. But, but like, it just, at the end of the day, like, around this point, is I felt exactly what you're expressing, Rick, where I'm like, you know, like... I would have rather watched this movie, you know, this type of movie that I'm imagining exactly. that's happening within this conversation. What I come away with at the end of this movie, and this is kind of spoiling my, my review at the end, but what I come away with at the end of this movie is not what was actually in the movie, but the better movie that I kept thinking of in my head as the movie progressed. Like they kept having these really interesting ideas and doing nothing with them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they, I feel like there's an attempt made, but it also felt like they probably dialed back on all of those finer points in the writing process in order to make it a more conventional movie probably but uh you know this no proof of that though these final actions are actually really fun too Mm -hmm. just to say like i i like that scarlett johansson's character is not because i thought she was just going to be a damsel in distress when she gets picked up by um black guy by <laughs> merc- black by mercenary, mercenary guy, guy yeah. yeah by the mercs um i really i thought- also really like that she pulls out the gun yeah which is on the and operating just straight table. shoots oh, yeah. a guy i that- also really don't like that mercenary guy has a redemption story i think that's that's it, there's it's, no reason for it just it let is him be a weird. bad guy it let is, him be yeah. a bad guy who gets his comeuppance it could have been really interesting to see him as this big threat throughout the movie like he is the most badass guy walking around it would make a lot more sense for you know well, the final he murders conflict, a but- bunch of cops earlier well, yeah, in the no movie. yeah like i'm just saying like it could have been really interesting to have him be the final villain instead of sean bean it would have been really cool in a lot of ways and i feel like it would have come a lot come off a lot less disingenuous had we had a really horrible mercenary character and sean bean genuinely believing he's doing the right thing and you know mercenary character is the one that we're getting the final fight scene with at the end and maybe somehow dude's creation is what ends up destroying him because you know i I think that would have been better as it is there, there's. I see no reason for him to. Well, no, no. Like he, he, he explains it as I was also branded once, and I saw that you've branded them, and you're treating them like subhumans. Like I was he also got, treated. He got like the sub-humans. Magneto, right? But, but you're not setting this character up as having any, any moral. sort of moral like questions through yeah. as he's doing his job throughout the movie. Yeah. It yeah. felt so like this shoving it in at the very end just feels forced. To me, I feel like he could have been a more interesting protagonist to the movie in a lot of ways. I mean, I think we have his origin story in this scene. You know, we know where he comes from. He has a clear super objective throughout the movie. And his arc is him realizing, hey, the thing I've been doing this whole movie, I'm on the wrong side. Then the reveal could have been a lot more meaningful if we spent more time with them, really gotten to know him, given him a little more conflict. I I mean, I think he's cooler than Ewan McGregor. (laughs) You well, McGregor eh, makes a perfectly fine protagonist eh. as well, but like he's he's boring as we've all kind of pointed out. Yeah, or at least I have. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see. Like the we thing... all we all find him bland, but you know at least some of us well, are enjoying. Yeah, what we he's all doing. find him bland, but 
We all find I, him bland. I, I, I for one we think that there. it's on purpose and that uh, well, it isn't bad. Can say it. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no. Um, I just felt like this whole like redemption story was just it was it was like not that it was not. It was very forced. It, yeah, it was so forced. Like this guy, this is a guy that is throughout the first part of this movie going around killing people for no reason that he was paid for, and now he has a conscience because they're quote unquote branded. It's the way that he, he, it's the way so that he's killing stupid. people at the beginning. Like I'm, I'm actually kind of okay with him sort of having a moral thing about this. Like it does add no. a little bit of. I, I'm okay with that. It's the way that they play him as though he was actually a good guy the whole time that I have an issue with. Like if he's this bad guy, but he's like, oh. Okay, I see what's actually he's happening here. a bad guy here. with a heart of gold. No, not, he isn't. Not he's a, a I'm, not saying a, I'm not saying a guy <laughs> no, with a heart of gold. Okay. I, no. Yeah, like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you could have, again, had this been a better movie with better story and better characters, you could have added some depth to him in that way. Sure. But it's not, and he doesn't get that, so, and it kind of sucks. <laughs> he's got his redemption story. Scarlett Johansson makes her only, like, contribution to the movie. Unfortunately. Or, sorry, her character, I, I don't want to say it's Scarlett Johansson, her character Jordan makes her only contribution to the movie, where Which she is a, nailed a, the legitimately guy. pretty good moment. She, she nailed the guy to the door Ooh. earlier. Oh yeah, that oh, was good. Yeah, we never talked awesome. about that. Oh that gosh, was a, that was a really good scene. I, yeah. I think. Yeah, in, I, all, I, on the whole. I, I, oh yeah, no, it was good. Like I recoiled, but it was a good scene. Yeah, absolutely. And she she does have that moment, and it's legitimately sure. pretty cool. But yeah. she she has this, uh, and we also see Lincoln go and confront. Or he he's attempting to tear everything down, and Sean Bean like comes up on him, and they have their encounter. Yeah, and then surprise, surprise, Sean Bean dies. What I mean, a, I liked, I liked what a this. shocker! Uh, it was a he, good one. When he shot Sean Bean through the throat. Yeah, no, it was a that good. Dark. It was a good. It was whole, a, that whole fight really, because when he gets hit in the back, when uh, Hugh McGregor gets hit in the back with that dart, that's also like just because of what we saw earlier with Clark Michael Duncan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's just like Michael oh, Clark and Michael Clark Duncan get it wrong every time. Michael Clark Duncan is a much larger person than Hugh McGregor, and he was and crying. It downed, it downed yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Like, and to be fair, he got you know hit in the legs, and both of them yanked out from under him. But and at the also, same time, his chest was carved open. Yeah, but still, but still, like the, it just it. That is a pain that is on a level that I can kind of understand, whereas like getting actually shot is not one that I have any experience with at all, so it doesn't register the same way. But like I that kind the of last sharp, time I was harpooned. It was bad. <laughs> that kind of like that injury is on a lower scale. Not though, fun, guys. Like, like I've been, I've been, I've had a fishing hook like stuck in yeah. me before, and oh, you know, that that's is something awful. I can, I've I can kind of think of. So you know, this has a a level of you know uh, interaction I can get behind. Um, but when he gets shot in the neck at the end, Sean Bean, Ooh. like and he's then, a horrible like, monster. But I feel bad for and then, that. Like flung off a bridge and like jerked up by it. Oh, like, oh. yeah, Ugh. that was that was a rough death. It was a really good like final death of the movie oh, yeah. too. I think. Yeah. Um, then there's the awesome fan explosion, which is pretty rad, but also kind of pointless. It's just yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's more explosions, but, but, but it's, it's a great explosion, right? And but, it also but, opens up uh, the door for, for open, the everyone yeah, to leave. Yeah, up. that's yeah. true too. But because the action scenes have been better in this film than in a lot of other Michael Bay movies, those gratuitous explosions, it's like okay. I, We'll give you a couple. That's yeah. Right. You, we'll you can we'll let those. you those have your fun. money shots here. These are pretty cool. Right. And, and it is. like it, it's, a, it's a fun scene, especially because of how big it is. Yeah. Like, you, you, 
I think we all thought that Sean Bean was going to get sucked up into the giant fan, but I think oh, the, this works awesome. too. Like yeah, it's all right, yeah. definitely. And I I do like the um, the imagery of all the people walking out in the full white suits. Yeah. Um, standing on like I guess it's the red sand or red yeah. red background. Just very good use of color there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's and very beautiful. I liked the way that it ended, where they're on the ship that they saw earlier, but you don't have to cut to them like have some little like romantic quip at the end. It's just yeah, you see the boat there, you you know what's happening. Like I it's think, done. I think the only reason though for that is because the more you think about the way this ending, the more it makes no freaking sense at all. Really? This is yeah. not how this goes <laughs> well, with all yeah, these like, people. It, like, it's, it's, it's a huge news debacle, and sure. horrible consequences are going to come of this. Yeah, and you, I mean, and you have to like they kind of brush all that under the rug like by having the both of them on that boat at the end of the movie is just like what do you do with like roughly a thousand two thousand brand new people of that are cloned like what do you do with all these pe- like well but if you try and explain it then all of a oh, sudden yeah, no, it, exactly. it breaks down super no, fast I don't, yeah. I don't i don't so by disagree. ending it the way that it did it's like you know what? We're going to ride that suspension of disbelief right till the end of the movie, yep. and, and yeah. now it's done. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I agree. That is the best way they could have made that work. Yeah, and, and I think they did a good job with it. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes for good falling action how we slowly have everyone just seeing the outside world for the first time, realizing there's a bigger world than there is. There's a lot of actually legitimately interesting subtext there that is yeah. kind of fun to think about, and it's, it's heartening. It's a good place to end the movie on. Sure. Yeah. It's not particularly deep, but like it works. It doesn't have to be though. Yeah. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. As as far as a Michael Bay movie, from what I remember, like this is a much better movie than I remember. Just to be honest, Um, just because I remembered uh, it not having any really over the top action sequences and not being as fun as other Michael Bay movies I had seen previously. But now as an adult, I was like, Oh, okay. These like, there are subtleties in this that are a lot better. Um, I would have to say my favorite scene is the flying motorbike. Like that whole, um, sequence. Uh, my least favorite would have to be, Probably that really creepy like pregnancy and then murder was like really just like unsettling in, in a way that like made me like legitimately like uncomfortable and was like I don't want to have seen this thing that just happened in a way. Um, I mean, so that does mean that it was effective. Oh, oh no, it was it was extremely effective. But as far as you like, just, I was like the it, scene you didn't like the most. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm, it just I'm felt usually, so. I'm usually in the mode of whatever scene I put as didn't didn't like the most is the one that failed in achieving anything. But it does make sense the way you're yeah. you're, you're talking about it. Yeah. Um, and as far as a rating, like this, it, it this movie hasn't really done anything extra. Like I enjoyed it much better than I did. Um, but I, I had to give it, I guess, three. Um, Bo- uh, body doubles out of five. <laughs> it's a good right. one. I like yeah. that. I, I kind of spoiled my thoughts on the movie at the very beginning, but uh, I liked it. I think this go- this can definitely take a spot on the small shelf of good Michael Bay movies, or at least fun to watch Michael Bay movies. Um, I had a good time with it, more than I was expecting to. Uh, there's obvious flaws in it, but it's it's a fun time and a fun thing to watch with friends. Um, my favorite scene is definitely... When uh, Lincoln and other Lincoln are interacting with each other, uh, I just think that Ewan McGregor did a really good job with that interaction with himself. 
Uh, and and there were a num- number of scenes and lines there that I thought were funny. So I really I really liked that whole interaction. Uh, my least favorite bit. I'm kind of caught up between two different things. Either uh, the character of Jordan. I think she's it's a really flat character, a- and and I don't like the idea that she's just there to be a hot person in the movie. Like I I know that in order to draw draw an audience like you put attractive people as your main roles but if you're gonna have a character in the movie have them mean something if they're a main character it's the, it's either that or there, there's just a whole lot of different like camera shots in this and I, i'm not and <laughs> just leave it at that there's a lot of camera shots in this i don't like it no there's whoa there's, there's there's a lot of camera shots in this movie that that distract me from what's going on um whether it's super fast jumps or product oh. placement or, oh, we never uh, talked about the, that really the heinous product one. Placement the or like the, light, what do you what do you call it when the camera's spinning around the characters? Oh, oh the, swooping low with the telephoto. Is it telephoto? But it, well, it's, telephoto's a lens. You know what I mean, though. When it's like the Michael Bay shots. Swoop. Yeah, the Michael Bay shots. They're they're still gratuitous in this, as they are in all of his movies. But it's it's distracting. Um, but the, I mean, the, those those are probably my least favorite bits of it. All in all, uh pleasantly surprised i give it a three out of five body doubles so uh in general i'm a little lukewarm about this movie uh the some of the things i think are really good about it are the best michael bay has been so far in this series but i also think that like what michael bay does best is like a most is very inconsistent in this movie as well if that makes sense it probably doesn't it'll probably make more sense as i explain further mm-hmm. uh my favorite thing about this movie is that one action set piece that you mentioned Benj, and i think that set piece is absolutely fantastic i think it's probably the best set piece michael bay has constructed so far aside from maybe pearl harbor and pearl harbor um <laughs> <laughs> that sounded funnier than when i yeah. said it out loud um <laughs> but uh like it's re- it's really great but my least favorite thing about this movie is also something that's integral to that action set piece, which is I feel like every action scene in this movie has way too much shaky cam. And I know we yeah. never talked about it before this point, but it infuriated me because I loved how the beats were coming together. But I kind of like hated watching it in a lot of respects because there was just so like I'm just like, ah. You can't see me, but my hand is like flying around Ooh, everywhere. Oh boy, those Transformers movies are going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm a little nervous yeah. about that. I, I I don't remember that being as big of a thing, but it Ooh, probably is. Wait. <laughs> I, I really hate that trend. I think that Paul Greengrass does a great job with it in the Bourne movies, but it's not good here. Also, just shout out to the amazing product placement scene the of the Michelob light, which the camera literally dollies in, and it's a perfectly lit scene. It's, it's right like in the middle. It's like a straight-up commercial. It feels, it feels like it's pulled from a commercial. It, and it, it is, is center. Hysterical. It is center of the of the of TV. the frame. It's like yeah. a Wes Anderson frame. Like it, it, it is actually like a very masterfully shot moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably the best shot in the movie. <laughs> but it's so obviously like a, a centerpiece yeah. for product placement. Like, it's yeah. amazing how bad it is. Like all of them are like that. The Xbox, the MSN search, the Michelob light. Yeah. Though, the Michelob is the worst one. Though. Like, is the you worst. straight up expect him to be like, "There's only one drink that I enjoy after meeting my clone for the first time, <laughs> and that's Michelob Ultra." Search Crack it on one M- open today. I'm not search it saying on MSN search. I'm not, I'm not saying that you need Michelob Ultra to have a good time, but why take any chances? Anyway, about this Michelob clone Ultra, business. Please drink responsibly. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, like that was horrible. But the shaky cam honestly infuriated me a little more because that right. was legitimately 
funny how bad it was. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Um I'm gonna give this movie a two and a half body doubles. I okay. think that in general, like it's it's just it's not bad enough for me to go into the negative scale below two and a half. But it's also I don't want to reward it for any of its good things because mm-hmm. although I liked its concept, I really didn't care about the concept at the end of the day because I don't like the characters I'm following that concept through with. I would watch this again, but only that chase scene. I wouldn't watch the whole movie. Um, my favorite scene is definitely the bar scene. I think it was really fun with the comedy, and I actually did. I honestly did really like Ewan McGregor and Star- even Scarlett Johansson's character in this. Like they were both very bland. We've said that, but they were both charming enough as actors that I enjoyed their presence on screen. Um, and that scene, I think, had some of the the best playing with how naive they both are uh, elements. And so, you know, that's my favorite. My least favorite, my least favorite is that stupid scene where he kills the guy. It just came out of nowhere. Um, no, no, no. I'm sorry. My least favorite is the R following and the way that they get out of that. That was so <laughs> dumb. You know, overall, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Uh, and it's so much better than I remember it because I didn't remember it at all. But the thing of it is, is that I feel like in a week from now, I'm again going to not remember this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Again, the best parts of this movie are the movie that it could have been. Um, there's so many elements here that have such wasted potential here. Um, and it's it's sad because this is a really cool concept and it has a re- lot of really interesting ways you could dig into it and get really down in there with some crunchy story bits. But, you know, meh. Uh, so overall, my score is going to be three Steve Buscemi's. Um Aww. Yeah, I, I, I like the movie. I think it may be my favorite Michael Bay movie other than The Rock. All right. Hey, so that's, second that's favorite Michael Bay movie yeah. then. Awesome. Yeah, this yeah. is this is genuinely watchable, which is not something I can say <laughs> for a lot <laughs> for not a lot of uh, Michael Bay movies. I I I definitely think that like th- this is close to the Rock. I feel like this is as well, as close to the Rock as we've gotten with a genuine like fun like time for most of it you know like yeah. I, I feel like it's pretty boring because of the characters but the construction is there you know what i mean sure yeah. and on it ironically i think the rock's the the polar opposite of this movie in a lot of respects whereas the rock has some very poorly constructed stuff but i mean damn it like the, who doesn't love watching sean connery and nick cage on screen together and right play you know, like yeah. each other that so banter well. with they, each and other. their yeah. characters are great and very well fleshed out in that mm-hmm. movie i think absolutely uh and yeah the action bits i think they're kind of lame for the most part in the rock there's some good standouts but like the characters are so much fun I, I forgive it, you know, yeah. and I even though this movie, I think, has better action set pieces in a lot of ways, I kind of don't want to forgive it as much because I don't like the characters. So yeah. I yeah, think I this mean, movie taught me that I like character more than I like <laughs> setting. Good way. job. High five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, no, it's like I like how like it seems like whenever Michael Bay wants to make just an action movie, not an action romance or an action comedy, he generally does a better job at making uh, because he's only focusing on one thing as opposed to trying to. Man, Pearl Harbor was bad. Wait till you see Transformers. Man, those movies are bad. I remember the first one being all right. It is the, f- the, it first is the best of all of them. In a, in a dumb action movie. It does comedy. not I, have many of the elements that the later ones have that are awful. I remember the second one also really liking, but for me, there's something like Pearl Harbor 
for you in there that really bothered oh, me. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, and, and it bothers me too. Yeah, it, and I'm going to be interested to see how I respond to that. I don't <laughs> know what you guys life. are talking about. There's so some incredibly in- racist robots in that movie. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable. I, I, I believe you, but I don't remember it, so it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> this is an easy thing to believe coming from yeah. Michael Bay. I'm well, so our, our next scheduled episode is going to be pain and gain. That's uh, a good we, way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> but somewhere in there, you're going to get a ghost in the shell. We yes. may... Just end it there. No, no, what about we are? (laughs) We're we're opinionated. This is awkward. Oh my god. We're awkwardly opinionated. The next the next episode podcast. This is Rick. Sit Sit down. down. (laughs) The next episode is going to be more Bayham, of course. Uh we have two more to finish out the later years of Michael Bayham. We have Mm -hmm. Pain and Gain, and we also have 13 13 hours. hours. And uh after that, our plan is to jump straight into the Transformers movies and do all those as one In preparation for the new Transformers movie coming out this summer. Absolutely. Yep. We're all very excited about that process. Oh, boy. And in between all of that, there's going to be several theatrical releases. Until then, where can they find us, Chris? They can find... Well, why? I don't know. Let's have Rick do it. Rick, where can they find us? <laughs> it's always more fun. I don't know it. the website. Rick, I don't Chris, know. What, what is Rick, our, Rick, what's Rick, our email? Rick, okay. You're very reliable. Our email is opinionatedpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us no, on... Incorrect. That's already wrong. <laughs> wrong at the get-go. <laughs> it's opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. <laughs> you made all of these. You decided what all I'm of these I'm bad made. at remembering things. What's <laughs> your job? <laughs> on, Facebook, <laughs> on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook on opinionatedpodcast. Uh, you can find us uh, on Gmail at <laughs> opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. You can and our find website us on is? opinionatedpodcast.com. Correct. You can find us on Twitter at opinioncast. Good job. You're a bunch of jerks. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I wish you were clones so I could kill you without feeling bad It'd about be it. Rick, the clones. But, Rick, the, <laughs> but Rick, the real question is who are we? We're opinionated. Good night, everybody. Good night.